0: Good morning, everybody. Praise God. Hallelujah. We are here for another day. I want to thank you for joining me this morning on the Wellness Spotlight with Elizabeth Madison, registered dietitian. And I have my nutrition and wellness empowerment show twice a week on Monday night at 7 p.m. and Thursday mornings at 7 a.m. Now, the Thursday show is with SEQ Moves, which is an initiative by Dr. Stacey N.C. Grant, who is a brainchild of this community. Let's get moving, program. And one of the things I do with her is on Thursday mornings, I do a Facebook live where I talk about all things nutrition and wellness from a body, mind, and spirit approach. So let's get right into it. Now, you know, for those of you who are still in states that have stay-at-home orders, that, stay, that have stay-at-home orders, you know, it's really starting to wear on some folks. I've been working with a lot of my clients and they're like, Elizabeth, I am like, you know, just about done with this. I am zoomed out. You know, uh, is anybody like zoomed out? You know, uh, I'm my eyes are hurting because I'm staring at the screen so much. And you know, there's still a lot of stress because there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of doubt, a lot of fear for some of us, and that can really distract us and lead us to using food and sugar and sweets to kind of help us cope. So one of the things that I work with my clients on is their sugar cravings. And so this is the topic for this morning. Is sugar addiction real? that's a really de- hotly debated topic because some people think, no, it's just all in my head. It's just a habit. And there are some people who say, no, it is something that's going on in my brain because this, as soon as I start eating um, some sugar, I can't start or I can't stop. And I need to have it. So one of the challenges of this having the sugar addiction is that Especially now that we're really trying to focus on managing our immune systems, keeping them operating as efficiently as possible, right? We really want to make sure that we get a handle on everything, absolutely everything that could be getting in our way of helping us have optimal wealth, optimal health, and wealth, optimal health, and so that we can manage anything that comes our way. So this is this topic's morning. This this is this morning's topic. Is sugar addiction real? So we're gonna do like a little quiz, and I'm gonna give you starting to give you some tips on if you do have a sugar addiction, right? If that sugar is calling and you answer, right, how can you start getting control? So let me power up my presentation. Is sugar addiction real? Let's take a quiz. So let me ask you guys. So I just want you to be honest, right? And I want you to think about these questions, not just right now. In this current pandemic okay but before the pandemic when you were going to work on a regular basis i want you to answer these questions really honestly because awareness is the key to healing and optimal health so number one do you eat or drink sugary foods or beverages twice a week or so or pretty much every day And that includes, everybody, that International Delights hazelnut or French vanilla cream that you love in your coffee every morning. You know, that includes that piece of chocolate that you must have at the end of your meal. Anything like that. It also includes, now, you'll love this, that sweetened oatmeal. Yes, that apple cinnamon or maple brown sugar oatmeal. So are you eating sugary foods or beverages at least twice a week or even every day? So just put that in your head, answer that question. Next, do you tend to keep sugar close? So I work with a lot of my clients and they'll tell me, you know, Elizabeth, I have some piece of candy or chocolate in my desk drawer or in my console or glove compartment in my car. Or I always have a piece of chocolate in my purse. Or, you know, when I go to Walgreens, I always got to like, you know, restock um, my, my chocolate you know, and so do you find yourself keeping sugar really close? Now, here's another question Do you sometimes go out of your way to make sure that you have your sugar? Like you will make an extra stop at an extra store, right, to make sure you have your candy or your chocolate or your favorite sweet. It could be a cake, it could be a pastry, it could be ice cream, whatever it is. Okay, do you always try, tend to keep it close? Okay, next. Now, you love your sweets, but do you feel a little bit guilty after eating them? So, do you always feel guilty? Do you sometimes feel guilty? Or you're like, whatever. And you never feel guilty. When you have your sweets, you are in nirvana and you have absolutely no remorse, no regret after that. Let me know. Do you find it hard to stop eating sweets once you start? Now, that's a big question. This is where most of my folks start tripping up on these questions because they still say, yeah, Liz, you know, if I put that teaspoon or tablespoon of ice cream in my mouth, if I put that cookie, that candy, that chocolate in my mouth, I am off to the races. So it's really hard for me to stop. So is this you? Let me know. Do you sometimes find it hard to stop once you start? Do you really have those cravings They kick up? Or just sometimes or never. You could have that little teeny tiny piece of chocolate, that half inch by half inch square, and then you can stop. You're totally satisfied and life goes on. Let me know. Now, those are some of the signs that there might be a sugar addiction going on. Here are some other signs I want you to consider. One. You feel sluggish throughout the day. You just don't have the energy that you're looking for. Your skin keeps breaking out. You're way moodier than usual. And another way of putting that is you're really cranky. Your weight keeps going up slowly but steadily. Over the years, you find yourself putting on five pounds, every year, 10 pounds every year, or it's happening pretty rapidly, okay, especially during this pandemic. You know, I'm going to be doing a webinar soon called the Quarantine 15, and this is this whole phenomenon that people are putting on weight while we're in this pandemic and they're staying at home. So it's called the Quarantine 15, and so I'm going to be looking, I'm going to be doing that, so look out for the webinar announcements coming soon. Your brain tends to get foggy, especially after a meal. So, once you finish, you're not as sharp as you were before the meal started. Or, I'm going to add this after you have your meal, you must have something sweet. So, you must have something sweet after your meal, or you don't feel like the meal is completed, even though you're not hungry. And last, nothing tastes as sweet as it used to. So let me ask you all, does this sound familiar to any of you? If it does, that means you have some sugar addiction going on. Now, I know that some of you don't like the word addiction, and that's cool, no problem. Why don't we just say a heavy sugar dependency, okay? Whatever works for you, I'm good. Now, is sugar addiction real? Well, you know, it actually is. So let me give you some information about that. Sugar addiction is real. So let me explain what happens to you when you are, when your brain gets used to sugar. So every single time you eat sugar, and I'm talking about added sugars, not naturally occurring sugars, like what we find in fruits. So I'm talking about that maple brown sugar that's added to the oatmeal. I'm talking about cookies, cakes, pastries, candies, things like that. So when you eat those kind of foods, What happens is your brain releases a massive amount of a neurotransmitter, a brain chemical called dopamine. All right. Now, what happens is this dopamine, this neurotransmitter, every time it's released, it gives us that that well-being, highly pleasurable feeling. So when we eat that piece of candy, that chocolate, have you ever just finished? When you finish, you're like, oh, oh, I feel so much better. Right like oh there's nothing that's going on that, that a candy bar can't make me feel better right so that is your brain reacting to the sugar all right that's that dopamine flooding your pleasure centers and you are like oh this feels wonderful now this is where it gets tricky your brain gets used to turning on the pleasure centers as triggered by the sugar over time and Let me tell you something. For those of you who know me, you know I have been an emotional eater since I was seven years old, and sugar was my thing. I I love ringdings, chocolate chip cookies. Those are my really, that's my trigger food. Oh my goodness, that can take me down like nobody's business, okay? So what happens, your brain gets used to it, so it starts to crave it. And that's one of the reasons why you start craving sugar because once you go down that road and you get your brain used to releasing all that dopamine, it continues to want to do so. So what happens is, unfortunately, your brain starts releasing this dopamine, but then it starts to try to regulate itself and you don't get the same quote-unquote high as you used to from that from that particular amount of sweet or sugar. So what happens is it leads to a craving to have more. So that one maybe long ago you could maybe have a half-inch by half inch piece of chocolate and you were good. Now you find yourself wanting more. Now you find yourself thinking, wow, if my dietitian like yours truly says, oh Elizabeth, you can have you can have Uh, half a cup of Haagen-Dazs ice cream, you start looking at her like she's out of her mind because that's what usually happens when I work with my clients and we try to negotiate, trying to cut back on the sugar and they're telling me, well, Elizabeth, I cannot do half a cup of ice cream. Like, what is that, right? Like a real half cup, measuring half cup, but because, you know, that is the serving size of ice cream. So we start to crave these sugary foods and the brain becomes addicted to the sugar that's why a lot of folks who maybe when they were growing up they would always have a sweet a dessert after work and now they're working with me and they realize that this is really you know wrecking their health and they know they got to you know stop that that behavior it's so hard the brain has been hardwired to crave that sweet to expect that sweet right after a meal and breaking that is really, really hard. And so what we know is that the brain does react to sugar. So you see on my screen, you see what these are tests called PET scans, brain scans. And so they did these studies that with the they did these studies to show the effect of sugar on the brain. So these were control studies. So they gave the uh, group participants. The the control participants some sugar an amount of sugar, and then they gave them the equivalent of cocaine, and what they saw was that the same centers in the brain lit up, so that we know that the same pleasure centers that respond to cocaine light up for sugar. I know it's like whoa, like whoa, so that's why we all know that cocaine is addicting. So is it really that much of a stretch that sugar is? You feel good, maybe not as good as cocaine, but you know, also you're not going to get pulled over for driving while eating sugar. All right. But you will be really having these cravings that can really be hard, really, really hard to match and manage. Now, I just want you to be clear before everybody walks away and says, Oh, okay, it's just a physical brain thing. I have no control over it. Uh mm, let's not go there yet. Let me give you the second part of this whole thing. Addiction is body, mind, and spirit. We crave sugary foods because they make us feel good. Nobody has ever said, Oh, I was craving broccoli, Elizabeth, and I just, I couldn't stop eating broccoli. I was like, oh my goodness, I got to eat this all this broccoli. It says it says nobody, like nobody. Why do we crave the sugary foods? We tend to crave them because, quite frankly, they make us happy. They make us really happy. You know, they're distracting. You know, they anesthetize us and they calm us. Because when you're having those, those pizza to candy you or know, those chocolate chip cookies, in that moment, you're not thinking about anything. You're just thinking about how good this particular sweet tastes. You're thinking about that ice cream and the mouth feel and how, how delicious it feels in your mouth. You're thinking about that chocolate is melting in your mouth or that, those M&Ms or those Snicker bars or whatever it is that you crave. You're, and that afterwards, you're not feeling bad. You're not thinking about what led you to want to feel good in the first place. Like you had a bad day, had a piece of chocolate, now you're feeling a little better. Boom. That formula is coming from what's going on inside of you, your emotions. This is a form of emotional eating. This is a form of emotional eating. And it is something because it is body, mind, and spirit, because your brain reacts to the sugar and becomes highly dependent on it, because it is an emotional thing, because what's going on around you is affecting you and you've made the connection that that sugary foods make you feel good is also spiritual. So we need to have a body, mind and spirit approach to kicking sugar addiction. So I do these groups called Control the Controllable, how to manage emotional eating. And because so many of my clients and other people who follow me on Facebook and YouTube and, and my podcast they have been reaching out to me saying, Elizabeth, I'm, I need to get a handle on this sugar addiction. Can you focus on that? Hence, this morning's presentation. Now, the whole thing is, I want people to come and get more support. So, I did this little presentation because I wanted you to start becoming more aware of what you are up against. Sugar addiction is really, 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 really challenging to try to do and break on your own. It's really, really tough. And so you want to get that support because if you were able to, if you were able to get a handle on it and kick it permanently, you would have done it already. And that's just a reality. Mm -hmm. A lot of us need support in kicking this sugar habit so that we can get our health, our immune systems, our blood sugars, our blood pressure, our weight under control. So in my control the controllable weekly virtual groups, I talk about seven tips to kick your sugar addiction. And we go into this really deep because these are very specific tips that you would practice every day, and we, get, do, we do it through the group, we do the group support, and we understand, you know, these are a series of groups, and we understand that trying to kick a sugar addiction, it takes time. Some people try to go cold turkey, Some people are like, there's absolutely no way I'm going to be able to give up all this uh, cookies and cakes and sweets all at one time. Either decision that you make, you're going to experience some withdrawal symptoms. All right, believe it or not, yes, trying to kick sugar will give you some withdrawal symptoms. Remember all those other signs of addiction that I mentioned? Yes, you're going to be experiencing some discomfort as your brain starts to detox from the sugar. Yep. you have to figure out your emotions and how to deal with them without the sugar. And that's why, because it's so hard to do it on your own, that's why I want you to sign up for my virtual group, Control the Controllable. I'm going to put the link up on in the comment box so you can click on the link. And next week's topic, I have classes two to four times a week, every week in the middle of the day and the evening, on Saturdays. and Next week's topic is going to be seven tips to kick sugar addiction. We're gonna drive deep. Now, I'm gonna give you a couple of them today, but of course, I you know I can't do the all seven, so I'm gonna do a couple today, and then I want you to join the virtual groups. Now, the key thing about the virtual groups is that mostly, most of you, your insurance will pay for them. Yes, my office manager, if you, when, we, if when, we, uh, when you register for the class, my office manager will call you, get your information, verify everything. She does all the work. She's amazing. Now, if that's not the case, I charge such a nominal fee because I'm not trying to, you know, kill everybody. I just want people to get the support that they need so that you can get your health in order. You know, one of the things that they're saying is that, you know, this pandemic, this coronavirus, there's going to be a second wave uh, in the fall. And my agenda, my passion is to prepare you by having you have the best health. Make sure that you are putting things in your body that are boosting and supporting your immune support, uh, that are boosting your immune system. Because as I mentioned last week, sugar decreases, suppresses the immune system. I'll say that again. Added sugars suppress the immune system. And that's why it's important that you get a handle on it now so you can get your immune system, your immune support system, you can get it running more efficiently, and you can feel better. So, let me start with a couple of these tips. First, I want you to understand that you only need a little bit of sugar before things go haywire. So, women need around six teaspoons of sugar, right, which is the equivalent of 24 grams of sugar, and men need 36 grams. Uh, rather nine teaspoons of sugar for 36 grams so women need no more or should have now they don't need it they should have no more than 24 grams of sugar and men should not consume any more than 36 grams of sugar what does that look like Liz well let's go back to that maple flavored oatmeal right one of those little packets of the maple flavored maple brown sugar apple cinnamon flavored oatmeal is 12 grams of sugar. That's 12 grams. So if you have 12 grams of sugar in that one little packet, if you're a woman, you have 12 grams left for the rest of the day. A 20 ounce bottle of Pepsi has 39 grams of sugar. Yes, 39 grams of sugar. So that means that if you have that, you are not only have you consumed all the added sugar for that day, you owe for tomorrow. So that's how little bit of sugar you should have every day before you really start having a negative impact on your body. Now, one of the first things you want to do to start getting a handle on your sugar is, number one, you must eat a healthy, well-balanced meal every day. The minute you start skipping meals, folks, and I, I, I know I say this all the time, all the time, the minute you start skipping meals, you are setting up the sugar cravings because this is a physical thing now. This is a pure physical thing. When you skip meals, it leads to blood sugar drops. Your blood sugar drops, your blood sugar decreases, and that will trigger your brain to crave refined carbohydrates. Why? Because refined carbohydrates, aka starches, sugar, give your body a quick boost of energy and get you feeling better and give you some more energy. So if you are skipping meals, understand that it will be nearly impossible for you to be able to get a handle on your sugar addiction because you're you're just setting yourself up to have the sugar cravings so first thing i want you to do you must you must three meals a day folks breakfast lunch and dinner and depending on other factors like your your activity level and so forth how many snacks you should have that's the most important thing so again stop skipping those meals And if you come to my groups, we'll talk more about this and how to manage, how to create a well-balanced meal every day. I'm telling you, when the people I work with they follow this, the sugar cravings start decreasing almost instantly. Okay, so number two, swap sugar for sugar. This is really challenging, which is why when I work with my folks, we put together a food plan, a structured food plan, because even, and I said this earlier, added sugars are very different from naturally occurring sugars. Natural sugars that we find in things like fruit are metabolized differently than refined sugars. Your body breaks it down. Nobody that I know of has started eating an orange and this Elizabeth, I ate that orange and I just started having more cravings for more oranges and I ate like 10 oranges. Nobody does that, right? Why? Because your body breaks it down, your your body interprets that sugar very, very differently. So one of the first things you can start doing is every single time you have a craving for sugar, have some fruit on hand. Have some fruit on hand. Now, let me just give you a caveat, okay? Because one of my clients said to me the other day, this this is actually a while ago, they took this advice, then they put on five pounds when I saw them two weeks later. And I said, what happened? <clears throat> and he said, Elizabeth, I did what you told me to do. I saw sugar for sugar. Every time I felt uh, the sugar craving, I had some grapes. I was like, oh boy, here we go, right? And he said, I said, how many grapes are you eating? He said, well, the bag. The entire bag? Yes. So he was eating like two bags of grapes like every single day. So understand that a serving size of grapes is 12, 12 grapes. So grapes, even though they're sweet, we're going to do some other things with them so that they take a little longer to eat. And we're also going to be looking at some lower sugar fruits that you can fill up on and you won't keep eating because we're so used to eating like a lot of like grapes and things like that. So that's number two, swap sugar for sugar. Now, this is a replacement of one food for another. But remember, we need to take a body, mind, and spirit approach. And that's why I work with my clients in groups and individually because we have to find non food substitutions. So, one of the things I work with my folks is, is to make a list of things to do instead of giving into the food cravings. We talk about prayer, meditation, especially biblical meditation. These are powerful, but again, How do you put that into a system, into your daily activities so that you are prepared to deal with these cravings every single time? And one of the things, one of the the, uh, scriptures that I use with my clients to help them manage their sugar cravings is to understand that they do not have control over you. You have control over them. And that comes right out of 1 Corinthians 1013, which I'm going to read to you. No temptation, regardless of its source, has overtaken or enticed you that is not common to human experience, nor is any temptation unusual or beyond human resistance. But God is faithful to his word. He is compassionate and trustworthy, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist. But along with the temptation he has in the past and Now and will always provide the way out as well so that you will be able to endure it without yielding and will overcome temptation with joy. God will give us the tools we need to break any stronghold. The sugar when it calls we do not have to answer but we cannot do this by ourselves. We need to have a structured approach and we need to get the support with one another. So this is why I want you to join my virtual groups that you can get the support, so you can get your health in order, so you can get your immune system running more efficiently, so you can feel good, and so you can have these things, but they won't have you. So again, I want you to, I want you to join my virtual groups. Don't wait folks, do it now. Wait to click on the link now. Get the information that you need now. All right, they're totally reasonable. You can you can manage it this you can manage and I want to meet you, I want to see you, I want to support you because that is my passion. So again, next week's topic is seven tips to kick sugar addiction. Join my virtual groups and if you missed any of my prior programs for the wellness spotlight, download my podcast It's called The Wellness Spotlight with Elizabeth Madison and I have some great podcasts on there. You can go to my YouTube channel too and see the videos and get all the support that you can because this journey, this wellness journey is challenging, but we can do it and we can do it together. So I pray, I pray that you have a blessed day. I'm praying that all yokes in your life are broken, that you do not think that you can do this by yourself that we need, we are stronger as a community. I pray that God continue to bless you all with optimal health and that you continue to seek Him and seek wellness and do not give up. Do not let go of your desire for optimal health. God bless everybody and I will see you all soon. Bye now.